Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. uh, Right now, I just want you to stretch out a hand towards Pastor Tam. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing in the room today. Thank you for those who are joining us online. And Holy Spirit, we long to hear from you. God, as we come to the truth of your word, that's where it's at, Father. We need this. We need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So speak through Pastor Tam this morning, your word, your truth into our hearts and minds to bring transformation. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and bless our giving. Amen. 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 All hey, right. I owe him one because if you were in church two weeks ago, I forgot about giving too. I'm not so. meant to do that. <laughs> Ushers, if you can come around and receive the giving, bless you. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, welcome. So great to have you in church. Uh, yeah, especially onlineers as well. I just want to share a funny um, conversation I had when I was leaving the house on Friday night um, coming down to youth. It was an epic night. All my family was here and I felt young again. Um, I just was in the room. But as we're leaving the house, um, honouring the worship band also that came and served on Friday night, um, some of the hope hopers, a little bit of the older ones came and joined the younger ones. But as our family was coming out, um, we were leaving the house and my husband, you know, got his... My husband's turning 50 next year. So, you know... He has been saying he's 39 for the last 11 years, but but I'm, I'm like, own it, babe, own it. And as he was leaving the house on Friday night, we were getting dressed, and I'm like, yeah, you're still rocking it. You're still rocking it. Nearly 50 and coming down, playing his guitar at Hope Years. So I just want to honour um, the band. But it was, a, it was a great night. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so if you ever want to join that Hope Youth team, you, you go and see Matt. It's an epic, um, epic space to be in. So we are in a series at the moment. If you are first time to church today, um, that's okay. That's okay. Um, welcome. We are in a series and it is week three of our Holy Habits series. This is a great series and we're going to sit in this series for a few more weeks to come. But I want to really encourage you, if you have missed out on the last two weeks, jump on Spotify, jump on YouTube. Last week, Pastor Dan shared on solitude and fellowship. So well done, everyone, for choosing fellowship today and coming to church. Well done. Um, And so next week, it'll be a few more weeks. But today, we are looking at another holy habit. I'm here to bring today the holy habit. If the drummer was still up here, I'd say drum roll, please. It's Bible reading and study. I'm sensing there's mixed emotions in the house. And of course, there there is. There is mixed emotions in the house because you, you heard the cheerers. Cheer just then. Yes, my favourite, goody. I love God's word. Yay, I'm here. Um, there, you you might have we didn't you might have heard some people go oh, a bit boring. I'm tuning out right now. Don't tune out, please. <laughs> um, you know, others you might be thinking, ah, oh, Tam, I'm not a reader. Don't read. Sorry. Uh, you might be thinking, oh, 
oh no, I was waiting for this one, this holy habit. I'm a bit stale and I haven't opened up the book for a very long time. That's okay, that's okay. Um, And then others are like, okay, the Bible. Uh, I own one. It's somewhere in the house. Someone gave that to me. I've never opened it up. Um, And that's okay too. So we are going to look at all those spaces today because in the room, um, there's so many different spaces we have with this book. So first of all, uh, what I want to begin with is the question, what is the Bible? What is the Bible? And if I'm getting up here and encouraging you to read the Bible, uh, you, you have to know what the Bible is first. Like, what is this book? So in church, or as you hang around Christians, uh, we might use other words like Scripture, or the Word, or God's Word. So they all mean the same thing, and you may hear Christians just use these words interchangeably. So what is the Bible? The, the Bible was written over a 1,500-year period, and it was written by over 40 different writers, and it's a collection. I know it looks like one book, right? It's a, but inside this book is a collection of 66 books in this one, and they were written originally on scrolls, and some of these writers were kings and priests and fishermen, government officials and shepherds and doctor from all diverse backgrounds. But one thing they all had in common was that every single writer was writing under the guidance of Holy Spirit. The Bible is God-breathed. It's God-inspired. It's holy. It's flawless. And it's the Christian's ultimate source of authority and guidance in their walk with God the Lord. So the Bible has so much in it from the story of how God created the world, wars, prison escapes, the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, the beginnings of the church and what it looked like, miracles, healings, it's jam-packed with action, triumphs, prophecies, Failures of ordinary people, poetry, songs, visions, dreams, dream interpretations, guidance, truth, promises. I could keep standing here and keep going on with that list. This is all found in the Bible. Look, mine's fallen apart. (laughs) But it's all found in the Bible. I want your, after this message, I want your Bible falling apart. That's what I want. That's what I want. Your Bible falling apart. It's all found in this thing. It's all found in here. You know, um, Guinness World Records has said in 2021 that this has been printed close to estimated five to seven billion copies five to seven billion copies of the Bible have been printed. I hope you have one. 
So the Bible is not in the category of all your other books that you have read. Um, Nicky Gumbel, he's the founder, he's the pioneer of Alpha. This is what he says about the Bible. The Bible is the only book whose author is always present with you every time you read it. I thought about that a little bit longer. Unless you've written your own book and you're sitting down reading your own book, <laughs> then, then you're present with your own, you know, just anyway. But that is good. That's good. We have some people in this place that have written books. This book is different uh, because it's alive and it's active on the spine of my Bible. I've written, it's faded now, but I actually wrote the words alive and active to remind me of the power of this book, alive and active. So I want to take us right now to the Bible and I want to read together what some of the authors and um, what some of the writers have said about God's word, what we can find in the Bible about the word. So what we're going to do today is we're going to read scripture out loud together. And I've got a couple of verses up here and uh, this is good for us. So we're going to jump and I'll lead you and uh, I want to, I'm like in, in the classroom, I want big voices. All right, let's go. For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Your Word is a lamp for my feet a light on my path. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Good stuff. So from just these few scriptures, we can learn that God's word's holy, lasts forever, a light to our path, and is useful for training us in righteousness. So why should you and I make it a daily habit of reading God's word? Why? Why, why, why should you pick this up every day? We, you, you live in a house. You, you can pick up many other things to read. You can pick up the newspaper. You can pick up um, your phone and, and scroll on TikTok or Insta, or you can go and search on YouTube and spend hours there. Um, why? Why should we come on a daily habit and, and read and pick up this, this word? Well, let's look at what can happen when we do choose to, to make it a daily habit. Because Nicky Gumbel, like he said, every time we do choose to pick up this book, 
we are sitting down with the living God. And now if we're sitting down with the living God, reading the scriptures, well, there must be benefits. Something's got to happen. So let's see, what are some of the benefits of reading God's word, of, of Bible reading? The first one, relationship. Relationship. Reading the Bible daily helps build a relationship with the living God and we really get to know him. I want you to think of a person you really admire. You know, it could be someone famous or a footy player or a musician in a band, a TV personality or singer. Now, you may really admire them. You may, you may have read about, you may know lots of stuff about them. If you're lucky, you may have met them after their concert. You know, you might follow them on Insta and add to their millions of followers. But do you really know them? Well, no, because you haven't spent time with them. You, um, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have a relationship with them because you haven't, you haven't sat down and spoken to them and gotten to know them. And so the Lord wants us, his heart for us is to have a relationship with himself. And the way to go deeper in that relationship is by opening up the Bible. Psalm 73, 28 says, But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. So the psalmist in this word, in this place, he, he's come to a place where for him, it was good to be near God. He had made him a refuge. It's good for us to be near God by reading the scriptures. And today, for, for some of you, that might not be sitting well with you as I say those words. You might be in a place where you feel disappointed with God about something or you might feel like he's disappointed with you or he's angry with you. You may have bitterness in your heart towards him or you may feel guilty or you might have the wrong view of your heavenly father. So, so you have no desire to open up this thing. My encouragement, if that is you, is if it's stopping you picking up the scriptures, if it's stopping you drawing close to him, you come with all that and you share it with him. You, you get honest with God. He has very, very big shoulders to listen and he knows about it anyway. And, and, and talk to him about that. Bring it to him. Just say, God, I'm really struggling to open up these words. I don't know who you are. Like, I, 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 I battle with these thoughts and this. I, help me. Bring all of that to God and share that with him. And he will. He will speak to you through his word because he's waiting to do so. So every time you make an effort, every time you make an effort to spend time with God, reading his scriptures, you are deepening your relationship with him. You are getting to really know God, building a relationship. And I urge you to make that effort because he's, he's worth it. We were singing that song, Worthy of It All. 
He's worth it. Another reason why we read the scriptures is for revelation. Here are a few meanings of the word revelation. An act of revealing or communicating divine truth. Something that is revealed by God to humans. A pleasant, often enlightening surprise. One of my favorite psalms ever. It's from the Passion Translation and it says, There's a private place reserved for the devoted lovers of Yahweh, God, where they sit near him and receive the revelation secrets of his promises. Man, that scripture, it just paints a beautiful picture of his children receiving his promises when they draw close to him. We don't have to be afraid when we draw close to the Lord. He's a safe place. He's a safe place. When we take the time to read the Bible, the stories, the Psalms, the poetry, they reveal who God is, his character. And the Bible also reveals who we are because of Christ. Something that Dan has said we're looking at more in depth today. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, Open my eyes. Open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. That's what we want. Jesus says he's not only the way and the life, but he is truth. Jesus is truth. And as Christians, we come to believe this by faith. And there are many wonderful truths in the Bible for us to receive from him that can help in our confusion, help when the big hits of life come our way, anchor us when there are so many other voices speaking about our situation and guide us on our journeys. We can cling to his word and it will keep us anchored. These truths about God, about yourself, about your situation, about your healing, For every situation we will ever walk through, there are treasures waiting to be found to us to take hold of by faith in the Bible. Every situation, every situation that you will ever face in this lifetime, there is treasure waiting to be found in the Word of God. And if we aren't picking up this book We're missing out. It's like the treasure's on the ground. It's there for us, but we're just walking by. We're walking past it. A a revelation for my life came through the Scriptures. My husband's parents uh, gave me a Bible when I was 21 years old for my 21st birthday. I really wanted a dress and a necklace at the time. So, um... I'm being honest, I'm being honest, uh, when I got the, the present and I unwrapped it and there was a Bible looking back at me, I looked at Mark and I, I didn't say this in the, no, you know, when you go home and you have a little chat, <laughs> I went home and I was like, who gets, who, who gives someone a Bible? I, I, I did not grow up in the church and, and this was new, I was like, a Bible? I I did not have a relationship with this book. 
I didn't know anything about this book. And eight years later, um, bless their family. I love them now. It's, I, I love, it's a treasured possession in my life now. Nine, eight years later, Christmas time comes around. His sister wraps another present for me. This one was bigger. This was a study Bible. <laughs> and it was really big. It came in pretty big. And, you know, we're around the living room and, like, exchanging gifts. And here comes Tams. And um, I receive it. It's bigger. I open it up. Whoa, this is a big study Bible. And in the moment, I, I said to my sister-in-law, oh, thank, thanks. Um, yeah, your mum and dad gave me one for my 21st. But no, that, that's cool. Thank you. Thank you. So now I had two Bibles in my house, on the shelf, in my study. I kept them, but I put them on the shelf. I didn't have a relationship with this book. And then the year after, 2010, when the Lord just pierced through our world, <laughs> he came and he met us. I walked down that hallway, I picked up this Bible, I opened up the Bible and it had a devotion page in the Bible because the Bible's words for me, that they were too hard to understand. But it was a devotion Bible and I opened up and in this page, and a devotion mean I'm meaning another writer had, had just got some writings in there to help you read the Bible. All right, so it's not the Bible, but it's just their little input. And I opened it up and in her words, she explained that you need to place Jesus in the center of your life and allow your life to revolve around Jesus, that he needs to come and be Lord of your life. Now, in that moment, revelation came. Revelation came. Conviction came in my heart as I stood in this tiny little bookcase. Conviction came. Revelation came only by the grace of God. That's an absolute miracle because people were praying for me. Lord, open up Tam's eyes to see the realities of God. And as that revelation, as that conviction came, in that moment, I thought, I have been living my life for 30 years, wrapped around me, myself and I, and I have been placed in the center of my life. My husband has been doing the same thing, putting himself in the center of his life and we have been living in the wrong way. That was the conviction that came in that moment. The following day, I drove to Sandgate Beach with my Bible and I had a thing at the back of the Bible with steps of how to, it had steps to how to ask the Lord into your heart. Now, I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I thought, well, these steps look good. I'll do these. <laughs> Step number one, ask sorries. Ask, ask for forgiveness of anything that you have done wrong that may have made the Lord, you know, unhappy. So I, I okay, Lord, well, I'm thinking of all this stuff. I, I, I say sorry for that. Step two, ask him to come into your heart. I did that. I followed these steps. And I was there for two hours by myself with a bunch of birds around me. And I got sunburnt. And I came home and I walked into the house and my husband was like, where have you been? I said, I've been down Sandgate praying, talking to God and I've done these steps. <laughs> and my, my husband who had grown up in the church, who had walked away from the Lord, 
he's like, steps. <laughs> and I was like, I gave my life, I gave my life to the Lord and I told him he can have my life and he can do what he wants with it. And in that moment, my husband knew exactly what I'd done. <laughs> and he said, do you know what you've done? <laughs> and I said, no, I don't know what I've done. <laughs> and he said, today you've just become a Christian. And I said, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> I had not grown up in the church. For people that have never come through these doors, this is a whole other world. Whole other world. And so I said, I've become a Christian. Well, what does that mean? Praise the Lord, there was a chappie at my high school where I was teaching and he told me, get to this church. It's a good church. Get there. So the following Sunday, I was there. And every week we rocked up and we learnt so much. Now, on the same day as my husband heard what I'd done, he left me that day and he drove back to work. And in the car, he repented and he gave his life back to the Lord on the same day, two different locations. And he said his sorries. He said, Lord, forgive me for, for the 20 years that I've turned my back on you. Forgive me. You can have my life too. And that day, it was, it, we became new, new creations. All through opening up this Bible and a whole stack of prayer for my family. Now I love this book. Now I have a relationship with this book. So I encourage you to pick up this book and position yourself for revelations from a living God. Another benefit for reading God's Word is for transformation. So um, like most books and pamphlets and newspapers, when we read them, we're usually reading them to be informed. So when I click on the news app, I'm reading information um, about these events around the world. They're informing me. Let's look at what can happen when we read the Bible. All Scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So when we build a habit of sitting with God's word and engaging with it, reading it, his word, like we just saw, has power to convict our hearts, correct us, challenge us and equip us so that we can be, begin to be transformed more and more and more into the likeness of Christ. Love Romans 12 too. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. If we read the Bible and don't allow its word to correct us, rebuke us, train us and transform our hearts, all that will happen is you, you may gain, if you like, a little Bible knowledge. Now, there's nothing wrong with Bible knowledge. That's good. We've got to know our word. You want these people on your trivia table. <laughs> but let's read the Bible just so that we, you know, we, we can't read the Bible just so that we know stuff about God and keep our hearts 
disengaged with the words, keep them locked up and walled up, kept at a distance. Let's read the Bible for transformation. Join your heart with his heart through the scriptures and let's read the Bible and allow his words. We're wanting this thing to mould us and shape us and we're wanting the scriptures to stretch us. Last year, I was reading the scriptures one night and this question from Jesus was written in it to his disciples. And the question was, will you really lay down your life for me? Now, I stopped on this sentence because Holy Spirit was on it and I had to read this sentence over and over and over again so slowly and I emphasised different words at the same time. Will you really, will you really lay down your life for me? And that night it was that one sentence, will you really lay down your life for me? And Holy Spirit just kept on repeating this sentence, will you really lay down your life for me? That question continues to stretch me. So we want to begin this habit of reading God's words slowly, actively, intentionally for our training and our equipping and the renewing of our minds and for spiritual growth. So I'm going to just um, share with you some practical tips. You know, in practice, what does this habit look like? And I've got a few things for us. Just listen and see what can jump out at you and what you can start implementing Get yourself a Bible. If you do not own one, get your hands on one. Um, If you're struggling with finances, download the Bible app. And I've got a QR code right now. You can do that right now on your phone. I do not mind if you pull your phone out right now and look at that thing and take a screenshot and download it as I talk. Download the Bible app. If you don't have it on your phone, get it on your phone. You You can set Hope Community Church as your church. Um, awesome. Begin by carving out time to read, even if it's just 10 minutes. Give up something else. You know, we can scroll through YouTube or whatever for hours. Um, Start with 10 minutes. Purchase a notebook so you can write down any prayers or scriptures that that are speaking to you in this season. Um, In in uh, church, we call them, you know, j- oh, journals. You might be hearing, oh, I've got a journal in my Bible. It's a notebook where they're just documenting things, different scriptures in different seasons um, of life. Uh, some people love to create a habit of reading before they begin their day. Um, if that's you, great. I think any time reading the Bible is the best time to read the Bible. Any time. Morning, lunch, afternoon, night. Supper, coffee shops, waiting in the queue at the doctors, pull this thing out. I remember I went up to Mulaney uh, at Cafe Six Year. I pulled over my Bible and this stranger came over to me, this couple, and they were like, you're reading the Bible in a coffee shop. I said, yeah. And they said, oh, bless you. And they just walked away. <laughs> um, we have the freedom. We have the freedom to read this thing anywhere. Anywhere. If you're wondering where to start, uh, you can find a Bible reading plan. Uh, some, some people like to purchase a 365-day 
uh, reading plan to, to guide them through the scriptures. You can find all this free on the Bible app. There's so many different reading plans. Some people like to order it and it comes through the mail for the paper lovers. That's me. Um, you can do that as well. You might like to begin at um, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. These are the stories of Jesus' life, death and resurrection and we call them the Gospels. You might like to find um, start there in the New Testament. You could find a Bible reading partner. Um, you could read the Bible with your family. You could ask someone who's been reading the Bible for decades to help you read the Bible. You could leave your paper Bible open in a spot in the house or in the bedroom that it's visible and easy to reach. That's a real practical one. We've got this paper Bible on, you know, the fifth drawer or in the closet, right? You know, you're going to be walking past that thing. Have it out, bedside table open, on your living room table open. It's a really cool witness too when you have friends over. Uh, You could choose a scripture during your time of Bible reading and meditate on it and dwell on it. Now, when I say this word meditate, I'm meaning to read it, to soak in it, to fix your mind to it, like a good piece of steak when you're marinating it, like let it sit there and soak in it. That's what we can do with scripture for our minds. Now, we're very good at meditating on our worries. We're very good at meditating on our problems. We're very, very good at meditating on our fears. So our mind knows how to meditate. We do it, you're doing it now, we're doing it. Choose a scripture for your season and think about that and fill your minds up. So it's not like Eastern meditation where they empty their minds. With Christianity, we fill our minds with scripture and we we fix our minds on that. So that's what I mean um, when we say meditate on Scripture. You could purchase a study Bible to go deeper in the Lord's Word. So most of us might have a Bible. Some of us might have a study Bible. I really, I just took a picture of a page of mine. Some of you, I thought you may have never seen inside a study Bible before. So I just took a picture of mine and um, the where I've outlined the three patches. That's all study notes. So that's explaining the scripture around, um, yeah, around the pages. So there's so much they can explain mega themes, they can explain chapter summaries. Um, it's, it's a great toolkit to have when you're reading the Bible. So I really want to encourage you, if you don't own a study Bible, get your hands on one because the Lord will speak to you also through the notes um, and through a deeper, you'll go much, much deeper uh, in your time with the Lord as you just learn and look at all the study notes. Yeah? Awesome. Awesome. Um, Find a Bible study method. So in Foundations a few weeks back, if you hear it come up again, we looked at the SOAP method, which stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. Um, There's all different ways of discovering the Bible. Our staff on a Tuesday morning, we sit and reread the scriptures and we use a method to go um, and explore the scriptures. So there's so many tools out there to do that. Pick up where you left off. Don't panic if you haven't read the word for a long time or you feel guilty about that or even embarrassed. There's no condemnation. Or you're here today and you've never opened up the Bible. 
my encouragement is start today. Download the Bible app and begin today. And my prayer is we can grow to love the Bible, to really love the Bible. So, and I pray that we can come to a place in our hearts that we don't actually want to miss a day without reading the Bible. You know, like, can you imagine, you know, getting to a place where it's like, I haven't read the Word today. I'm, I'm missing something. I feel weak. You know, if we can come to a place where we love the Bible and, and, and read it daily. Imagine reading it really daily and that fresh men are stored up in our hearts. So on a Sunday, we're coming with the Word of God already in our hearts, eating it every, every day. And last tip, we, we have to grow in learning to feed ourselves. You know, I hope and pray when my kids are older and in their 50s, um, I'm, I might not have to go over and spoon feed them. You know, like we have to learn to, to grow and feed ourselves. Yeah? All right, I want to remind us uh, today that as we make changes and create new habits of reading God's Word, we're picking up, we're picking up and sharpening our swords because in a section of the Bible, in Ephesians chapter, tw- chapter 6, it talks about the armour of God. And one of those pieces in our armour as believers that we fight with is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Every time you build a habit of reading the Scriptures, every time you take hold of a Scripture and pray it over your circumstance, you are picking up your sword and you're using it. The Word of God is our one offensive weapon in our armour. And the enemy, the devil, he will try everything to disarm you distract you and get you reading anything but the Bible. Ask Holy Spirit what changes need to take place so that you can begin to read His Word, that you can pick up your sword today and that you can be thoroughly equipped in every good work because the Lord loves it when you draw near to Him through the Scriptures, through God's Word that is alive, that is active. It blesses His heart when you do. Let's stand and I'd love to pray for us. Father God, I want to pray a blessing on people listening online and people here today, the ones who will hear this message in the future, Jesus. Father, I pray that you'll draw them to yourself through the Scriptures. And I pray, I want to lift up every heart in this room who's feeling dry and stale and they don't have much of a relationship with you through the Scriptures. Father, I pray for a real refreshment to come over them. 
Father, I pray that You'll show them little, little ways to make little changes that will have a big impact, great King. Father, bless their time as they read the Scriptures. Bless their time as they read Your Word. And I pray that they'll go much, much deeper in Your love, in a relationship with You. And I pray that You'll build them strong in Your Word, that they'll have a love for Your Word and that they'll be carriers and sharers of Your Word. Bless, bless their time as they sit wherever. Bring refreshment, bring transformation, bring revelation and bring that relationship that you long desire for your children. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.